Yes, 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 people. How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of Echoes from the Void. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've just got back from a meeting. Um, and I was, while I was going, and so I'm on the tube, the London Underground, and there's a guy sitting opposite to me. He goes into his back pulls out an apple and then starts to rub the apple on the seat to polish it polish his apple on the seat you understand he's trying to clean the apple on a seat that must be carrying so many crazy germs it's shocking he might as well have let everyone in the carriage lick it and then eat that apple. It was insane. It was insane. But that seems to be the way things are going. I think the world is coming to an end very soon. Who knows? But it was a very good meeting though. Very, yeah, really productive. Um, if you are by Liverpool Street in the area... Yo, make sure you go check out the Canvas Cafe, creative space and community hub, because it's awesome. Uh, They've got amazing food and um, the vibe is all nice. So it's 42 Hamburg Street, London, E1 5JL. Remember to check that out, people. So let's get into this episode. I think when I say, you know what I mean, everyone's going crazy, like things are nuts, people think, man, this motherfucker, he's just weird in the head, but people, there is so much shit that is indicating I am right, so something that I'd kind of forgotten about, just because, you know, it was like being talked about ages ago, but um, it, it, just the other day, Alison Mack pleaded guilty, guilty to charges around sex trafficking, racketeering. It's just, what the fuck, man? That's insane. It's in insane so you know for those that don't know like she got involved with a group called um nexium um so uh but it's weird so it's it's spelled n-x-i-v-m but it's pronounced nexium um So the group started in 1998 as a self-help program um, and it claims to have worked with more than 16,000 people including the son of former Mexican president and a heap of Hollywood actresses. Which is, yeah, crazy. they, they, They claim to be community guided 
um, by humanitarian principles that seek to empower people and answer important questions about what it means to be human. I mean, straight away, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm just thinking uh, bullshit. You know, I wouldn't join anything like that. It just, re- it just seems insane to me, you know? Like their tagline, working to build a better world. It's just, it's crazy. But, it, so the leader of the um, community, otherwise cult, is Keith Ranieri. I think that's how you pronounce it. R-A-N-I-E-R-E, Ranieri. I, I believe, um, yeah, like, he, he, they're, they're saying he, he was, like, a, a master slave system, which is just crazy, you know what I mean, you know, just, like, what the fuck is going on there, and, <clears throat> You know, like, I don't know, like, how these, how these people are, are working, you know, um, so, that, like, the deal was that, I don't know, um, Alison Mack was, she recruited women to join like, what she was claiming to be a female mentorship group, but, you know, it was really Ranieri's weird little cult, which is just, like, I don't know, because if you, if you went somewhere, and someone's like, yeah, do you want to, hey, join this mentorship group, and, uh, and then you turn up, and it's just this weird thing, you'd be a bit like, ah, you know what, I think I'm gonna go home, and, uh, like, another thing, if you're trying to keep this on the low, why would you do, like, because, so this Ranieri motherfucker, he branded the girls with his initials. You know what I mean? He branded them with his initials. If you're trying to go on the low, you're not branding people with your fucking initials. Like, you know what I mean? You're, it's a, you're, you're giving the Scooby Pack basically a big fucking clue. Like... The, the whole thing that doesn't really make any sense, right? So, um, you know, like Mac, she says, I believed Keith Ranieri's intentions were to help people. I was wrong. I'm, I'm a bit like, look, if you believed he was trying to help people, why would it all be disguised? Why would you be calling it a mentorship when it wasn't that? You mean, that's your first red flag. You know what I mean? That's your first red flag. Your next red flag would be um, the the fact that um, 
he asked her to collect compromising materials and images of two women within the group threatening to make the photos public if they revealed information about the secret society like what part of that seems like he was trying to help people it's insane it's insane so um you know like he he was arrested in mexico like last year um and he he he's claiming that all the sexual relationships were consensual see but the thing is right if you like if it was a group a group like this that is meant to be helping people right any sexual relations with the head of the group would be kind of suspect you'd be like oh oh that's yeah that's not right you know like maybe once you might go okay those two they really liked each other you know I mean, they're in a relationship okay all right fine fine it's not the ideal situation but yo love is love you know what i mean but when you then kind of see that my man has slept with like i don't know 50 of the fucking chicks up in the spot then you're a bit like okay okay something is not right about all of this you know like once maybe twice you can go all right that's just failed relationships more than that i motherfucker is preying on people you know i mean this isn't this isn't what it said on the tin you know which which, which is insane like it's all insane right <clears throat> and right the the crazy thing about it right if if you think about it this is because it's it's I guess it's not surprising because the amount of times, you know, I, I like, I've, um, you know, I've like when I did a lot of work in the club industry, um, and you, you'd see like drunk girls, like getting taken out of a club by a group of guys. And then you'd like, you'd see the girl's friends and they're all like, Meh, she wanted to go. And you're just like, you're meant to be her fucking friend. How are you letting her go off with a group of guys because you know how that story's ending? And and girls often do shitty things to each other, you know? So it doesn't surprise me that Mac is, like, herding up these chicks. <coughs> oh, shit. Sorry, herding up these chicks, you know what I mean, for this creepy motherfucking dude. It's insane. And you you think the cachet that she had, because she was in fucking Smallville, that was, what, that went on for, uh, like, ten seasons? Ten seasons. 
So this was, you know, before Netflix. This was, you know, like the because DC had the TV shows back in the day, you know, and and like this was a huge show. Like everyone seemed to love this show. I hated the show, man. But that's me. You know what I mean? I'm a grump. But yeah. It was a huge fucking 10 seasons. And her character on the show, um, Chloe Sullivan, she had spin-offs. You know what I mean? She had two, like, uh, little mini-series spin-offs. The Chloe Chronicles and the Vengeance Chronicles. I think there was even a Chloe Sullivan comic. Because there was a Smallville comic. And I think she then got her own comic. Because everyone loved her character so much. You know what I mean? So she had cachet. She, you know what I mean? Like she could have used that success, that success, that platform to do a whole gang of shit. You know? But instead, she got involved with some crazy fucking cult, crazy cult, like, the, 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 the crazy thing is, so, you know, she pled, she, she pled, pled, pleaded, she pleaded guilty, um, like, at the beginning of this month, right, and, um, <clears throat> Although last year, literally a year ago, basically to the day, she pleaded not guilty. So I don't know what happened in that time to make her then change uh, and, and plead guilty. But yeah, so she's pleaded guilty, right? It's April, okay? She's going to be sentenced in September. That's some crazy shit. You know what I mean? That, like, this is going to run for a while still. Like, and what's going to... I don't know if she has to go to jail until that time. Or if she's allowed to just do a thing on road, you know? I don't know. But that's... I just feel it's kind of crazy that she isn't getting sentenced until September. And if she's got liberty until then, that's some crazy shit. But, um, it, so it says, um, she will face a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison for each of the two charges. So, I'm assuming that means 20 years per charge. So, that could be 40 years in prison. 40 years in pr prison. Crazy. But, she is a celebrity, so what kind of prison is she going to go to? I think that's the thing, right? What kind of prison is this celebrity fucker going to go to? Uh, like, the co-founder of the group, uh, Nancy Salzman, she ple pleaded guilty as well, um, and she's getting sentenced in July. So, I guess... If you, you look at that case and see what the outcome is, you know what I mean, what that sentence is, it will give a good indication to what Mac is going to face. But, woo, 
some crazy shit. And when you see this fucking Keith Ranieri as well, you're like, what the fuck? That's just weird. Like, he looks like that weird, creepy dude that's trying to sell you that he's something. You know what I mean? That's what that's how he comes off. But like to think that you've got these chicks throwing themselves supposedly at him, you're like, oh shit. I don't even know. <laughs> that's some crazy that's just crazy. It just seems crazy. But yeah, this whole situation crazy. And yeah, showing that the world is going insane. Well, it seems that the um, Jussie Smollett situation is still ever ongoing. So, the case got dropped, which is crazy. Like, I don't think most people can kind of fathom what the fuck happened there. But the case got dropped, not because he, like, he wasn't guilty... They just dropped the case. So that happened. And the city of Chicago are pissed. Like the mayor, the the, the chief of police, no one's happy. So they said to him, listen, you have to reimburse the city for all the money that was wasted on this investigation. So they said, look, you got seven days to pay us $130,000. And the the deadline was, I think it was last Thursday. He didn't pay. Didn't pay the money. So, um, yeah, now the city has um, put forward a civil complaint against him which is kind of crazy like it's crazy for a few different reasons right so like a new mayor has taken over chicago right so they've got a new mayor laurie lightfoot and like the thing about this is like because people might go oh you know what I mean they're picking on him because he's gay or blah 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 like no one can say shit because Laurie Lightford is the first female black mayor of Chicago oh and she's also a member of the gay community you know what I mean? So, like, like no one can really say anything a- around all of that shit. But even she's like, yeah, like, questions need to be answered. How the fuck this case could be dropped? You know what I mean? Like, how does that happen? Because, um, yeah. You, you can't just drop it with no explanation. So she's asked for a much more fulsome explanation 
to why the charges were dropped against him. So you have that. But the thing that baffles me about all of this, right? If someone accused me, if I'd said, listen, I, I was just beat up, like they doused me in bleach, they were shouting racial slurs against me, and similar shit has happened, you know what I mean, that has happened, and I've never gone, oh, you know what, yeah, I made it up, you know what I mean, I'm like, look, if I'm going to say it, it's because it happened. So this, he's saying this shit happened to him, right? He then got told, yeah, you're lying. We got evidence that proves you're a liar. And they've said, keep on saying, you're a liar. That's the thing. They've said it numerous times, even when it got dropped. They're like, yeah, it got dropped, but you're a liar you know you're a liar, so this has been said, I, if I was like, oh, oh yeah, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'd be suing everyone, I'd be going after every motherfucker who tried to drag my motherfucking name through the mud, this motherfucker ain't doing shit, isn't doing anything, which makes like, because, come on now, like, I think we all know he's fucking guilty, like, he went to the police station with the noose still around his neck and holding a Subway sandwich, so he bought the Subway sandwich and then got beat up, but the sandwich didn't get fucked up, I'm like, how the fuck does your sandwich not just get fucked up because frankly if I was gonna go beat someone up and they're holding food I'm either taking the food and eating it or I'm just gonna fuck that food so that motherfucker ain't having a meal you know what I mean like it makes no sense for him to have the sandwich intact but the fact that he walked there with the noose still around his neck like you would take the noose off, you would take the noose off, because it would be so repellent to you, you know, you might throw it in a bag, so you've got the evidence, but you're not wearing it, you're not walking in wearing the fucking noose, so that is so on the nose, that obviously, it's clear it's bullshit, so you have all these bullshit things, but, and he's trying to still sick, you know, I'm the gay black Tupac, I mean, like, shut the fuck up, you lying fool, but if you're saying that, yeah, this is true, I haven't, I never lied, I never lied, then why aren't you going after everyone, why aren't you going, because <coughs> usually, if someone makes a false claim against someone, they sue that outlet, it's like Johnny Depp, I think he sued the mail, um, I think George Clooney did a similar thing, I think Brad, Brad Pitt has sued the New York Times, you know what I mean, like, people go after stations, it was like that dude, um, Hulk Hogan, 
went after uh what was that friggin news outlet that's no longer around um something like grinder but not grinder but something like that you know what I mean? like yeah you you go uh, if you're trying to go yeah you know what I mean uh, like fucking um Lance Armstrong sued a whole heap of people for claiming that he was doping. You know, years before he finally came out and went, yeah, you know what, I was doping. Yeah, so there's all these people that have gone after, because they're like, ah, you ain't saying that shit about me. Smullet ain't done shit. So if you're so adamant that you were telling the truth, why the fuck are you sitting there taking it up the ass from all these people calling you a barefaced liar is it because you are a barefaced liar hmm i'm interested to see what happens with this shit because i'm hoping that they're gonna reveal why the case was dropped see that I'm, I'm, yeah, very, like, I know people have kind of indicated that it's because no one was actually injured by what he did, you know, it's kind of a victimless crime, although it could be said that, you know, while the police were fucking around with his shit, they could have been potentially saving lives or doing other shit, you know, so there is that, but other than that, no one was actually hurt so I've, I've heard that said to be like the big reason to why he's getting away with shit but um yeah it'd be interesting if the real reason came out and to see yeah to see what happens because he's clearly he's cl- <coughs> he's clearly guilty you know what I mean clearly guilty now, people, don't take light of what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because I'm not, I'm not fucking around here, okay? But I, I think this is a valid point that needs to be made, okay? So, on I think it's running the sixth to the eleventh of June. Uh, there's the Sheffield Dock Fest. So, it's like the documentary festival in Sheffield. Sheffield, England. Let me clear that up. Uh, so, um, as part of the festival, there was meant to be the European premiere of a documentary called The Quiet One, which is based on Bill Wyman who used to be part of the Rolling Stones, you know, um, yeah, I, I think he used to be the bass guitar, bass, bass guitar, bass guitarist, yes, um, but yeah, he, they they were meant to be having a European premiere, and there was also gonna be, um, a a Q&A, and he was gonna be there, along with uh the film the you know the film producer Oliver Murray um but I, I, as soon as 
the um, information hit their Facebook page, a lot of people were not happy. There was a a lot of comments, you know, I mean, uh, stating the displeasure that Wyman was going to be at this festival. And that all stems from the fact that he, um, whew, he was involved with, I, I get, like, you have to call it paedophilia. Because in 1984, when he was 47, he got involved with a 13-year-old girl called Mandy Smith. You know what I mean? That's just like, what the fuck is going on? And, and the crazy thing is, right, so prosecutors at the time were considering, like, charging him. But then they decided not to, which kind of indicates a whole heap of money was thrown at them and they decided, okay, you do you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so he met this girl in 84 when she was 13. And in 1989, they got married when she was 18, which is kind of crazy because in England right, you, I think you can get married at 16, so I'm surprised they waited until she was 18, you know, but, so this is the thing, two years later, they divorced, oh, what a surprise, <laughs> you know, um, and the crazy thing is, they appeared on talk shows, and all shit like that, so it's not like, oh, all these people were so disgusted with what happened. I mean, everyone's sort of acting like a fucking hypocrite. Because, hey, it might have been the 80s, but you know what the fuck is right and wrong. You know what I mean? You know what is, like, a 47-year-old dude fucking a 13-year-old. Because don't tell me all they did was sit around and talk and hold hands until she turned 18. No, no, that was not the case. So that's creepy as a motherfucker, right? And so you had a lot of people protesting the festival, you know? Oh, right, like what's really funny is though, but the um, the festival organizers, <laughs> they wrote on their Facebook page, we truly appreciate you alerting us to the issue. It has been passed on to our management who are taking this very seriously. And then they said, um, Sheffield Dockfest has decided to cancel screenings of The Quiet One and the associated Q&A with Oliver Murray and Bill Wyman. All purchased tickets will be refunded. Which is a load of bullshit because it's just like, you knew when you booked it, you knew when you booked it, so why are you acting like, oh shit, we didn't know, oh, oh, this is crazy, right, but my biggest point about all of this, right, so that happened in 1989, 
and people are still pissed. People are saying that they would boycott the festival, that they wouldn't turn up, you know, that they're going to vote with their feet because they are that disgusted with paedophilia and, and sex crimes and all of this, okay, yeah, then answer this question for me, why do people still go to fucking church, that's what I want to know, why do people still go to Catholic church, like, let's basically say Catholic church, so that's mass and all that shit, right, why do people go there, because, like, the amount of Catholic priests that have been found guilty of horrendous sex crimes, horrendous, where they would, like, run through a town of kids, you know, I mean, every kid in this fucking town that was going to church would be fiddled by one of these fucking animal priests, right, and then, so the Vatican knows what's happening, so what they do is, they go pick that priest up, and then they move him somewhere else, so they don't go, right, you're excommunicated, you're banned, we're handing you over to the police, you will never you mean, be in a role of power again, no, they just move this animal to another place, most of the time it's usually to another country, so they're just moving these fucking pedo animals around the place, right, now, you know, you could probably say that this wasn't, um, it probably wasn't as known as it is now, but it's really known now, you know, they've made films about the cover-ups and everything like that, you know, I mean, the Pope, I think the Pope came out, I think it was last year, and kind of apologised for it, but, so this is the thing, right, this thing is known, it's a known fact that this has happened, and no priests really go to jail, they don't go to jail, that's the worst thing about it, the church has acknowledged it, they've been found guilty numerous times, but the priests escape jail, right, so this is the thing, so then, why the fuck are people still going to Catholic church, you know what I mean, if, like, because if people are going, we will not go to this festival, you know what I mean, we will not play any Michael Jackson or R. Kelly music, you have all these people, oh, it's disgusting, we're not doing this, we're not being a part of that, but they will still go to fucking church on a Sunday, like, I don't know, but that, it just reeks of hypocrisy to me, like, what's up with that? Come on now, please, tell me someone, what is up with that? So we're going to end um, 
this week's news with this and it, it it's an odd one okay so a couple in montreal have opened a uh <coughs> <clears throat> oh my gosh, my throat is killing me, people. But um, yeah, this couple in Montreal have opened a uh, a sex doll rental service. Yeah, I said that right. A sex doll rental service. It's um. It's 24, 24 hours a day. So you can order them and they will be delivered to a private home or a hotel room. Yeah, it's $120 an hour. And they've got, um, <clears throat> they've got free... Yeah, three models at the moment. So they've got um, uh, one called Tiffany, a curvy blonde, Tori, a slender Asian doll, and Candice, a doll with breasts and a penis. And supposedly they are getting two black dolls pretty soon which is just kind of crazy like they, they so this couple they said the idea came when um one of their friends returned from a, a, a trip to asia and he told them that you know sex dolls were a phenomenon out there and there's loads of benefits so very he said Oh, he's heard there's a lot of benefits. So, in other words, he banged a whole heap of sex dolls while on holiday, which is fine. I, and so, the thing about this is, look, <clears throat> there is nothing wrong with it. If if you want to get down with a sex doll, that's all fine. You know, who cares? Uh, there was a, there was a great Ryan Gosling film called the real girl great film and in that film he's kind of formed this attachment to a sex doll um yeah uh, uh, and and look yeah there's nothing wrong with it but what seems crazy is the rental service because like they're saying they now they're saying that they're you know they they've got down the cleaning and sterilization situation and that they can guarantee that it's 99.9 percent clean but still still you kind of feel something like that you don't want to be using someone else's. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just, yeah. You get your own and you use that. It, it, like, yeah. Just using some doll that someone else has just 
it, it just seems a bit oof, grim. Very grim. I like, can you get dizzy? See, this is the big thing. It's like, are, uh, like, can diseases be passed via these dolls? You know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I kind of feel that gonorrhea, herpes, you know, all that kind of stuff. It needs a living thing to uh, to live on. But maybe it can live on a, you know, an artificial surface for a period of time. So that's the thing. Like, yes, it, it needs to, to survive and breed and whatnot. Needs a living surface. But maybe it can survive on an artificial surface for a number of hours. So if they fuck up cleaning one day or something like that, and someone grabs a doll that some dirty motherfucker has disused, and then suddenly they 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 find out that they've just yo know, picked up AIDS or gonorrhea or herpes or HPC or like you know what I mean any of these just things that you really don't want you know what I mean you really don't want just from banging a doll like oosh now look I understand that it could come from any sexual encounter right but you know I, I kind of I I kind of feel if if I caught something from a person I'd be angry but if I caught something off of a doll I would just be I'm just like you know what fuck it I might as well just jump off the nearest building because that's clearly showing me that I should not be here you know what I mean luck is not on my side this is all fucked you know it's just a weird thing like, yeah, just using someone else's sex doll, just, whew, you know, I, I, I kind of feel this isn't a viable business, you know, I, I, I'd be curious to see if this spot is still around five years from now, even a, a year or two from now, but, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, right? It's it's kind of fucking freaky, you know? I went to um, see Mark Marin tonight. Just got home. Uh, he was, um, you know, doing a set at the Royal Festival Hall. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I went to see him last year. He He came over. Uh, and, you know, I figured, hey, why not, let me go again, because I had nothing else to do, and he was funny, so, you know what I mean, made sense, right, so I, I went down with my friend Mo, um, and, hey, it was a good gig, but there was a lot of things that pissed me off, and I think, Getting toasted before the gig may not have helped. 
I don't know. So, um, yeah, I like I've been trying to get CBD, but ugh, man, trying to find some decent CBD is a bit like, you know what I mean? It's not the easiest, especially because some of it is crazy expensive. So you're thinking if I'm going to drop that money, I want to know it's decent. You know what I mean? Um, So I, I hit up a friend, got some weed instead because I ache so much, and I was just like, yo, I, I need to do something, so, yo, I met my friend Mo, um, and uh, I was like, yo, let's do this, man, so, had, um, like, hit a little before the gig, but I was a bit like, yo, I don't want to get, I ain't going crazy, because I don't want to be, like, just... You know what I mean? Off my face in the gig because hey, it's been a while. You feel me? So did that, and um, there's a little market. There's a little food market before the South Bank, and oh gosh, there's this there's this bakery. Um, this guy and this girl, she was cute as hell. Let me just say that. God, she was cute. Um, but the guy was funny, man. So we were just talking to them, catching joke got some cakes but my cake had a load of freaking cream on top of it couldn't eat my cake had to give my cake to fucking mo just yammed it down i got nothing so i i feel this is just babbling but uh, fuck it man but um yeah so went to the gig and um i don't know like sometimes i feel it's um certain crowds like certain people track certain crowds because who they are and you know that you realize that to get to get some really good crowds they like cats need to be kind of underground kind of comedians type of thing then you're gonna get a bona fide friggin crowd you know what i mean no bullshit pity laughs nothing you know what i mean it's straight up it's authentic it's killer um, this crowd wasn't quite like that, like, it was cool and all, because Marin was funny as fuck, but the thing is, so, we had the su- a support before Marin, I can't even remember what my man's name was, it's really bugging me, I feel it was James something, but, um, yeah, oh, it wasn't good, wasn't good, and it was pissing me off because like people were laughing at these really weird hacky jokes and like i think that was partly some of the weed because i'm just a bit like i don't know what the fuck is going on here why like what is like the thing that like he kept on doing this thing where he'd be like um start to say something and then go Oh, I don't know if I should tell you that. It might be a bit too early in the evening. But I'm just like, you're the support. What would you mean it's too early in the evening? This is your time, motherfucker. You're not going to be able to come on again in an hour's time. Stop being a dick. Because it's just a bullshit thing to say. Because you know you're going to say it. It's a weird conceit. You know what I mean? It, it just doesn't make any sense. So he kept on doing things like that. 
And then he kept on telling, like, jokes that you've heard other people do. That, I, I just don't like that. I don't like people using other people's material, you know? That really pisses me off. And... And so he kept on doing that, and it was just weird. But everyone is laughing, and it's just like me and my friend, we were just like, what the fuck? That, that's not his joke. And they're laughing at that joke. What, what's going on? So, you know, finally he finished, and um, then Marin came on, and it was good. You know what I mean? Because you kind of think sometimes... Like, oh, I saw you last year. It, like, what's this set going to be like this year? I think, I think there was just a couple of jokes that were from last year. Everything else was, was new. So that was good. I was happy with that. And, um, yeah, there was some funny shit. You know what I mean? About, like, his feral cats. Like, weird fans coming to the his old place. You know what I mean? Just, just stuff like that. Turmeric. <laughs> all the drugs he has to take. His, his relationship with his dad and his mom and her boy. Like, it was a lot of funny... Yeah, just a lot of funny stuff that, you know what I mean, w was getting covered. And, you know what I mean? So, w we're laughing, man. This, this is, like, funny. But, oh, man. So, next, like, on both sides, there was some weird shit. So, um, uh, to my right, there was this woman just doing this weird, fake laugh all the time. And when she wasn't doing this fake-ass laugh, she was, like, just muttering with her friends. And see, the thing is, look, laughing is good. I'm all about the laughing, you know what I mean? It's, but it's when you're fake laughing. That's the weird thing. Because, so, he said, to, because, and also she was doing this laugh like, oh yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean there. I know exactly what you mean there. And he told this joke about a palm pilot. And she's like, not laughing at the joke part. But he said some, like Mike said, this random thing about a pilot. And then she's laughing her ass off. Like, like it was a laugh. Because it was that, what, that situation like, yes, I had one. I know exactly what you mean. And her friend turned to her and said, oh, did you have a palm pilot? She's like, no. And I'm just like, you fake motherfucker. What are you doing? Just stop this bullshit. And then on the other side of me, there was this other girl, and she was fine. She was fine with the laughter. It was, you know what I mean? She was just laughing at certain bits and all of that. That was fine. But she kept to turning around when she laughed. And so it was just like, every now and again, I turned, and then suddenly I have her, like, looking directly at me and laughing. And I'm just like, ah, what's going on? This is weird. Because I, you know, I mean, I'm really starting to feel a little toasted. So I've got her radically laughing on one side, this other woman with this fake laugh on the other side. I was like, oh, oh, what is going on? I think I smoke too much. Ah. But um, yeah, no, it 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 was good though. You know, what I mean, like the gig went on. And I think some of the stuff I like the most is just the stories, you know what I mean? I think 
if you can tell like interesting stories but that they're funny you know what I mean that's that's something I I I enjoy so and especially if you could tell stories that are fueled by hate because I understand that <laughs> and so you know what I mean? it was about like buying a kettle to spite someone and it was just funny uh, yeah and so there was different kind of there was stuff like that and then it was just like you know a little Q&A at the end but yeah it was a good gig it was it was a good gig I had a lot of fun I was glad that I was able to um, get tickets for this but I, I've learned a valuable lesson because I didn't get tickets straight away I ended up in the balcony, kind of uh, like at the back. I will never sit. Oh, wait, there's just there's no leg room, no leg room. I was I, I was dying. And you just felt like you know what I mean, being tight, like all scrunched up, and my knee, my knees were just calling me names. Luckily, though, the people in there was no one in front of um, in front of us. So I, I was just like I was about to stand up. I was about to stand up and just like you know, stand in the corner of the hall um, at the back. But then I turned and I saw Mo dangling his legs over the side. And I was just like, that's ingenious. Why the fuck didn't I think of it? So that saved the evening because. I could not sit in no seats because it was about two hours. I think Marin was on for about two hours, something like that, close to that. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm a bit vague, so fuck it. I don't know. But it was for a while. But uh, yeah, it, it was. Um, it was saved, so it was good. So the night was enjoyed. Had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend catching Marin if you have the opportunity or um, just listen to the podcast it's funny as fuck alright so what next well Friday the 5th of April saw the return of the chilling adventures of Sabrina back to Netflix Um, yeah I mean a lot is still the same we got Robert Aguirre Sacasa as the creator and uh, showrunner. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the cast is pretty much the same. Kernan Shipka as Sabrina. Uh, Lucy Davis as Hilda. Chant Perdomo as Ambrose, Michelle Gomez as Mary Wardwell, Jazz Sinclair as Roz, you know, Tati Gabrielle as Prudence. Like, we, we have a lot of the same cast returning, but we also have um, a few new characters. One of the main being uh, Chedadiah Goodacre's Dorian Gray. Um, 
and Alexei Denisov's Adam Masters. Yeah, so they make um interesting additions this season. Uh, season two is just nine episodes, but that works. You know, and and really, this isn't season two. This is just the second part of season one. It's kind of weird, but you know what I mean. Because it's just like just make season one, season two, season three, season four, rather season one, part two, one and part two. I don't really understand the um, the need for it, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. But yes, um, <clears throat> so in season one, I think it's, it's essentially about uh, the battle of light and good and Sabrina trying to find her place in the world, understanding where she fits, you know, like, is she really evil, I, you know, how can she protect herself from you know this prophecy that she had no part in you know how can she extricate herself from uh going down that path so i think that's essentially season one now season two this this season it seemed well sorry season one part two um this seemed to be a lot about, I think, perception, friendship, uh, ain't the search for oneself and acceptance from others. Like that was, that seems to be a big thing going through because, you know, you have prudence trying to be accepted by father blackwood you know like because you know as in season the first part of season one we find out that prudence is actually blackwood's daughter but although he kind of has accepted that fact she doesn't have his name and she's still kind of on the outsides a lot then you have, um, um, oh god, what's his, oh my gosh, my memory is so bad, um, Ambrose, jeez, you have Ambrose, you know, he doesn't have, uh, parents, so he's kind of looking for his place in things, you know, he's been under house arrest, and now Father Blackwood has kind of taken him under his wing, so he just wants to be seen um, as worthy of that, and I think Blackwood kind of promised him, like, elevation within the church of night, you know, so he's trying to, you know, live up to that role then we've got Sabrina who's trying to work out you know did her parents know what the prophecy was 
Like, you know, did they hand her over to the devil? Like, what's going on with everything? So we have all these people trying to get acceptance. And so it, it it's really interesting. Like, they... I mean, a big thing as well now is Susie or I guess Theo. Um, this is a weird, yeah, this is a weird storyline because essentially it doesn't really go anywhere, you know? And I don't really think it really reflects the the overall kind of struggle of um I, I I guess transgender. You know, because like you have a few of the jocks at school who aren't down with it. But then like that kind of dies off after Billy has an accident and yeah, that's kind of it. You know, and you just think, mm, yeah, but it's not that simple, is it? There's still, you know, a, a, there's, a, a, there's a lot of prejudice, there's a lot of... But it kind of all gets washed under the carpet pretty quickly. Which, I mean, I can understand them thinking, oh, yeah, let, let's, let's try and talk on this point. Because it's, you know, it's all up in the news right, but it it just doesn't really work, and it doesn't really affect this story, this story, the, the whole overarching story of these episodes wouldn't be affected if you removed that element, so there's that, um, but, you know, there, there's, there is some really interesting stuff going on, <coughs> oh, pardon me. Yeah, there's some really interesting stuff going on, especially you know with with kind of Sabrina trying to understand her powers and how she fits with everything. So yeah, like um, we've got episode fourteen with the Lupercalia, which is. I, like she's walking that line and it's like oh do I go do I not ooh, what's gonna happen here then you've got like um I, I think it's the missionaries episode 17 when all the yeah a lot of craziness happens so you there's there's these interesting points like there's um episode 19 it's kind of like um i guess what am i if you remove this it's kind of looking at that so if i if you know if i didn't have this am i the same person which you know it's an interesting concise because we can say it with a lot of things, you know, if I couldn't walk, would I still be this, if I, had, if I was rich, would I still be this, you know what I mean, so we, you, you can kind of play it against a lot of different things, so it speaks, 
Um, and I find with these episodes that that there's like I think Harvey kind of diminishes as a character, but Hilda, Hilda really kind of um steps up. Oh, I think Hilda is that the right sister? I think I believe it's Hilda. Yeah. Um. Yes, Hilda. Hilda really steps up because you you kind of perceive her as being timid and you know undertrodden, but I think in this these episodes she really seems to have a voice and a presence, and I think that's that's really good. And I think that you can say that with a few of the other characters as well. I think there's a lot happening with Roz. Um, yeah, Ambrose again. Like, there's a lot happening with Dare and Prudence. The other two weird sisters kind of take a bit more of a backseat, but Prudence comes into this more. So we have all of this. So there's some interesting stuff going on. The 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 few the, the points that are a bit like mm, I'm not sure about this is well for one there's some weird stuff with Ambrose at the beginning that really isn't questioned later. So I can't really say much on it. But yeah, I guess in the first few episodes, if you if you look at how he's acting and then the end half. Now there is a thing that is revealed, but yeah, it's just those first episodes that you think, mm, that's a little questionable. But he's not kind of called up on it one time, but then more stuff happens, and then it's just like, eh, whatever. So that's a bit odd. Also, like, you know, we're, we're dealing with all these witches, but they seem to be fooled with glamours. Glamours. Like, no one seems to understand. or like, And it's weird, because there's episodes in season one where it's just like, ah, oh, you can't fool me with a glamour. Blah. But the, this, these ones, yeah, like, people are getting fooled left, right, and centre with glamours. Although there's one episode where, yeah, like, characters are like, no, you can't trick me like that. So it's a bit like, either you can trick people with a glamour or you can't. Make up your mind here. You know what I mean? So that's a bit shaky. Um, Like, the end is interesting. The, the end sets things up in a way that we're definitely going to get interesting stories. But, um, and fragmented stories. So, things that aren't necessarily all based in Greendale. So, that's good. There is a a gang that is formed that 
mm, I don't fully like you just think all right that this kind of is just an excuse for like peril because obviously not everyone in this gang is going to be pulling their weight so that's a bit like mm, not sure about that but yeah um all in all the this second part of season one is is definitely decent it it explores different elements it highlights different characters so that's good there are a few up and down moments um that i'm not fully convinced with but all in all yeah it's definitely it you know you're not going to be disappointed if you enjoyed um you know the first part last year so i i would say the quality is still there uh there's still interesting aspects and watches there's some great moments with the you know with the picture of dorian gray yeah some really good effects there so um yeah i i i you look if you enjoyed the first part, you're not going to be disappointed. Definitely worth a watch. And I'm very interested to see what comes next year. Man, I have to say, I I love comedy. I, I can't get enough of comedy and good comedy. And like recently, it's been real good, man. Seen a lot of good people. And... But there's some people that haven't come over yet. And it's a bit like, yo, just this motherfucker just needs to come over. But I was real pleased because on Monday, the 1st of April, I think that was a Monday. Or was that Friday? I forget. Well, it's the 1st. Yeah, no, that was Monday. Monday, right? Luis J. Gomez released his first ever comedy special. Um, she's crazy because that motherfucker's been in the game for a while. So, you know what I mean to have nothing? It's like insane. So it's just like, all right, awesome. Got to check this out. So obviously, I picked that shit up. And listen, like I have to admit, out the gate, yeah, I subscribed to Gas Digital. You know what I mean? I listen to the numerous podcasts. So. I would say that this shit was, you know what I mean, my target. Like, this was aimed at me. This was the kind of shit I would like. But, doesn't always mean you're going to enjoy something. I've seen plenty of comedians who I normally like their stuff. And I've been like, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't the best of sets. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? I feel... I am subjective, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, but this is the thing, like, when you've listened to the podcast, and so you've heard the progress, and, you know, I mean, all of that, like, the name, Luis J. Gomez presents Luis J. Gomez, you know, what I mean, and that just, I remember the episode, because I think it was Brendan Sagalo, he was on, and he got, like, bumped by... Um, Amy Schumer and so then they're talking about Amy Schumer and it's like she's got 
she's kind of producing a lot of kind of specials but those specials are amy schumer presents and so they were joking and he was just like yo i'm gonna name my special Luis J. Gomez presents Luis J. Gomez. So it's just like, and you know what I mean? All those months later, it finally comes out and you see that shit. And it's just like, ah, yeah, that's that's still funny, man. That's still funny. But anyway, you know what I mean? So I, I watched the special and I was not disappointed. Like, the special is funny. The special is funny. You know what I mean? Luis J. Gomez, the Paul Reed. Puerto Rican rattlesnake, the Joan Jet of comedy, the black belt killer, you know, the real ass dude. And you have to say, definitely a real ass dude, because usually when people record a special, they 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 dress up. They, you know what I mean? They dress up. So sometimes you have people wearing suits and they never wear suits. Like, if they're just doing a normal set or something, they don't wear suits. But all of a sudden, it's a special and they're wearing fucking suits and everything. You know what I mean? Like, shiny ties. Like, Gomez does not do that. Like, he comes on stage looking like he's just off the boat or something. You know <laughs> You know what I mean? He's just like a black kind of bomber jacket, jeans, black t-shirt. But you got to respect that. You know what I mean? Because he's being comfortable. He's wearing his normal shit. So straight out the gate, you're like, yeah, I respect that. And then it's just the jokes, man. Like, I think one of the great things, because, you know, last week I saw some bad comedy. I said, you know what I mean? Like, the, the warm up, and I've, you know what I mean? I've spoke about it. Like, you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've spoken about it. So, yeah, the warm-up to Mark Maron was not good. He, he was not good. And, like, yeah, he was a hacky motherfucker. Yes, he used other people's jokes. But one of the big things was he wasn't comfortable. Like, and that's a big thing. Do you know what I mean? It's being comfortable on the stage. And trust me, it takes practice because there's there's times when I've been up there and then you've got this motherfucking light shining in your eyes and you're just like, ah, shit. Oh, oh what's happening? Oh, all these motherfucking people are looking at me. Are they looking at me? I can't see. I'm not sure. Hmm. And you just feel a bit weird up on stage. But, like, you, you watch the great comics. That, you know what I mean? Like... And they're comfy. And Gomez, you know, he displayed that. You could see he was at ease. He was in his element just doing his thing. And, like, he, he segues. He, like, he's leading to the jokes. Or just, they were just great. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's, like, the material is funny. Like, the material is edgy. But. That's Gomez, man. You you gotta understand that's what he does. But it, it's it's smart. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just lazy fucking writing. He was telling some smart jokes, like about um uh like Latino privilege. You know what I mean? And 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 what would happen if there was a race war. You know what I mean? It was funny. It it was 
funny and you don't hear that from other people. See, that's the thing. That's what I want. I want people to come with shit that you don't hear all over the place. So it's just like, you know what I mean? Talking about Louis C.K. And then it was just like how people could get their own back on Louis. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that one where, you know, if you smoke too much, your parents lock you in a cupboard and make you smoke a whole packet of cigarettes. It was one of those. You know what I mean? I let you watch it to get it, but it's just, it was a funny joke, you know? Um, I There was just... <clears throat> Like all this stuff, you mean? Know, but talking about stuff that people like women instigating shit, like white woman privilege, you know what I mean? And and it was funny. It was something that like I think people have said, but not in that way, you know. And they haven't pushed it as far as like Louis, did, you know what I mean? Like he did. Like one of my favorite things. Oh shit. His Waltz app joke. Ah, that was funny. It, it was just a little silly part of another joke. But Waltz app, that's just funny shit. You know what I mean? And hey, I, I have to, you know, I have to give him props because there <laughs> he made a joke and it bombed it didn't go anywhere didn't go anywhere and he's just like yeah you know my kid's mum didn't like that one either he just left it in I'm just like that's a real ass motherfucking dude because you're just like yeah I'm gonna own that shit what you know this is what I do sometimes it just doesn't work but who cares you know and it's a nice little insight because the rest of it rest of it killed so it was just nice to have that little moment you know what I mean just that little moment that didn't quite work and then the acknowledgement be like yeah you know fuck it fuck it man <laughs> so yeah that was great it, you know it, it, it was just good for her. and I just appreciated just the flow of it all the way, you know what I mean, it just moved, and and there was kind of, you know, there was kind of like a, uh, <clears throat> a synergy with some of the shit, like, um, you know, gay dogs, gay rape, you know, like, it kind of all fit together, and so that was good, you know what I mean, it, it just, as I said, look, it had a good flow to it, like the production was good, um, you know, like the opening credits were just slick, like the animation, that was slick, Jamie Joster's like song was good, because like it, it brings in all the bits that you know about Gomez from the podcast and all these other shit, you know what I mean, so like it all just fit together really well, and I laughed all the way through, no lie, I'm I'm laughing. I'm just smile. I'm grinning. I'm smiling. I just thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, yeah. As I said, look, I I I, I like 
the podcast. I like his stuff. I'm going to fucking Skankfest this year, you know. But if it was whack, I'd say, listen, eh, it's not the best. It's not the best. But, hey, I'm glad I don't have to say that because it was some funny shit. So, people, I will definitely say, go check it out. Um, You can get it on iTunes. Uh, and I think Lewis wants people to buy the audio on iTunes. But if you want the video, I bought the video. Um, and you can get that on Gas Digital. So go to Gas Digital and you can buy, you know, the video and watch it. Because it's funny. So I feel, yeah, watching it is the best way just to absorb it. Especially, you know what I mean? There, there, there's this interaction. There's like a couple of interactions. One with a dude about his job and then there's another interaction with a chick about like her, her top five worst things that have happened to her and, and yeah it is funny just to see that shit happen but people definitely go check out Luis J Gomez presents Luis J Gomez oh shit you know what there was one thing one thing that I take issue to with this special just one thing okay so last year last year i think it was like the middle of last year lewis said you know what i'm only i'm probably only making one special and it's going to be the best special and it's going to be controversial and everyone's going to be talking about it and you know what you know what i'm going to end it with me just Killing myself. He didn't do that. You know, I'm not saying I condone suicide, murder. But, hey, if you're a real ass dude and that's what you say you're going to do, own it, motherfucker. Hey, it's my only thing. But people, anyway, go check it out. Luis J. Gomez presents Luis J. Gomez. You'll not be disappointed. You'll just be laughing your ass off. I really wasn't quite sure what to read this week So I went and picked up book 8 of the John Milton series Because you know, you can always trust the John Milton series By Mark Dawson and read by David Thorpe So book 8 is called The Ninth Step Which obviously ties into the whole alcohol um, rehabilitation system So This is What it says about the book The ninth step Of all 12 step Programs requires addicts To make amends to the people They've hurt John Milton's been trying to do that For months But it's not a simple matter for him Milton used to be an assassin and most of the people that he hurt are dead. Milton is keeping a low profile in London. He is at his usual meeting when a man confesses the reason for his alcoholism. He was abused as a child. Milton offers to help. But when the man is found dead in circumstances that Milton considers to be suspicious... Events take a turn that no one could have anticipated. 
Milton's attempted good deed becomes a quest to unveil corruption at the highest levels of government and murder at the dark heart of the criminal underworld. Well, well, yeah, this, it, it oh, man, it really is uh, a, a fun book. It's weird because it start like with some of these books, they start in an odd fashion where you're just like, wait, what what's going on here? You know, because it, it goes off and follows a thread that's going to be kind of touched upon later in the book. But yeah, you're a bit thrown. But and so like this one started, and yeah, I just think you're not quite sure what's happening and how much you care, and you know what I mean, all of this. But then it gets into the book, and you know, I, I think it's a, a yeah, it's a little bit of a slow burn because you know it's Milton at the meetings, and then you know just doing his job and trying to figure out uh, you know oh do I talk to this guy I don't know mm, maybe fine all right I will okay I don't mind this guy he seems okay hmm something's wrong let me try and help this guy so we're, we're going like that and um you know you're like oh do I care do I, I guess so maybe but it's as the book goes on that yeah you do you know, build this empathy for what's going down, and the, like just the the horrible situation that unfolds before you, and it's just like, oh no! And you also, because you think, yeah, I know this is a book, but you know, we've heard inklings of this actually happening you know there's been a few cases of certain revelations ar around subjects and topics like this so it you know what I mean you kind of think about that and it's just like oh god damn it this isn't good but then things go a little crazier because I you're not suspecting what happens, you know, like you're definitely, and also because the copy on Audible is slightly different to this copy on Goodreads, uh, so, yeah, you don't realise that a certain thing is coming, and then when it does, you're like, oh, but where does this take it now, I don't, what's happening with the story, and then when it gets picked up in another way and you're like oh okay see that makes sense right but how can he against all of these people there's too many people now this is just a bit insane there's like you know what I mean what do you do how do you extricate yourself from the this predicament and, and so that was interesting to find how everything is going to unfold and you know what I mean where the story is actually going so I really enjoyed that I think the one thing about this that is a little bit uh, I kind of you know a bit disappointing is just the journalist because I think you know 
how it's all going to unfold with the journalists. You know, you know that they are going to fuck the situation up. You know when Milton tells her to do a certain thing, she's not going to follow that thing. So, yeah, you know all of this. And it's a bit like... uh, It's just a bit too easy and predictable. And I think that lets things down slightly here, you know. Because I think up until that point, it was all very tense. It was all very... Ooh, what's going to happen now? So I think if, if they could have done the journalist bit in a slightly different way, you know, a, a, a way in which wasn't so predictable, wasn't so signposted, you know, if, if there was that, it would have elevated the book just that little bit more, you know. Um, but even though this bit is a little bit sloppy, you know, I don't think it ruins the book. You're, because the book has gone so far at this point. So you're able to enjoy it still. You know, even though there's this glaring hole. You know, you're still like, okay, fine. I don't mind. I'm, I'm, you know, I can, I can deal with that. Yeah, that's not going to ruin this for me. So, uh. Yeah, you you let this thing happen, and then it's definitely interesting how then everything unfolds, you know, the rest of the story, and you're like, oh, okay, interesting, so that was all fun, like, at the very end, again, there's a bit with the journalist that's a bit like, really though, really though, you know, that's, again, that's a little bit disappointing, but it doesn't ruin the book, because I think events have already gone so far, it's all, it's done, like, that was just a wrapping up part, so although you feel, yeah, it could have been, could have been a bit neater, could have been a bit more, you know, focused, I guess, it's still at a point where you're like, but I'm still content with this story, you know, this, this was still a a good concise, because it wasn't a long book, Uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the shorter Milton stories, which is good, because there's not really a lot of chaff, as I said, look, the beginning's a bit slow, but you understand that the beginning is needed, but other than that, that, yeah, there's not too much chaff in this because it is a shorter book so that's all good but um yeah it's an it's a decent installment in the overall story you know as as i've mentioned on numerous times ghost is still my favorite um and this isn't ghost but it's a decent book still so yeah, look, if you've enjoyed all the other books so far, you're not going to be disappointed with this. So, yeah, check it out. It's um, The Ninth Step, which ironically is um, book eight. 
could have been book nine, right? But no, it's book eight in the John Milton series by Mark Dawson, read by David Thorpe. Okay, people. So, um, yeah, we're, we're getting to the end of another episode. And um, listen, I, I realize I have been coughing a lot this episode. Um, yeah, my voice is getting fucked. I have no clue. I think it's just the weather's been weird. You know what I mean? So, um, but that makes the fact that I laughed all the way through Louis J. Gomez presents Louis J. Gomez such a thing. Because, hey, every time I laughed, it wasn't great. It was killing me. But I couldn't stop myself. But let's now get to the news and then i can bounce and drink some honey and lemon because that's how rock and roll i am okay so um jonah nolan and lisa joy have uh, decided to bounce from warner brothers television and um you know grab a nice fat four-year deal at Amazon so um yeah so they're going to Amazon no um new shows other than um the peripheral which is based on the William Gibson book of the same name that's the only um project that's been announced so far um but westworld is going to stay at um (coughs) oh gosh it's it's gonna stay on hbo that's not moving and they're gonna continue to be um the showrunners of that show you know they're they're gonna stick to um controlling all things robot um but yeah they're bouncing to amazon to make a whole heap of money and a whole gang of um of new things so it'd be interesting because i have liked their um i have liked their shows you know person of interest is one of my favorites so it'll be interesting to see you know what things they develop uh, netflix have revealed that season four of lucifer the show that they picked up um last year from fox will be uh landing on the platform on the 8th of may um i d- there's no word to know if the previous previous seasons will be available but season four is going to be dropping on the 8th of may uh you know fans of monsters and especially monsters inc should be happy because um there's a new tv series coming to uh, disney plus uh, should be around 2020 and that's going to be called monsters at work 
So supposedly the series picks up six months after the original film. Because I thought there was a second film, Monsters University. But yeah, so it picks up six months after the original film. Um, with the power plant at its center now harvesting the laughter of children to fuel the city of Monst Monstropolis. Um, and fans will be pleased to know that Jeff Goldblum, no, sorry, John Goodman and Billy Crystal will be returning to voice... Um, yeah, their characters, Sully and Mike Wazowski. Um, <clears throat> and John Ratzenberger will be returning as Yeti. Jennifer Tilly as Celia. Bob Peterson as Roz. And there will be a bunch of new characters as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably good news. To be honest, I haven't seen either of the films. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I've heard they're good. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, now you know that uh, a series is coming in 2020. Um, sticking with Disney Plus. So, um, they had picked up. The, the TV rights to Nick Hornby's High Fidelity. Look, ah, it was a fantastic movie in 2000, starring John Cusack, um, Jack Black, Catherine Zeta-Jones was in it, a whole heap of other people. It was, it was so good, great film. But yeah, so they're making a TV version. Um. And this time, obviously, it's switching things around and it's going to be a female lead. So um, that's going to be Zoe Kravatz. She's going to be playing, you know, the John Cusack character. Um, so she's going to be running a record store. Uh, you know what I mean? A huge music fan and making a, a whole heap of top five lists. Uh, it was penned by Veronica West and Sarah Kuzerka, and they're going to be executive producing as well. So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Scott Rosenberg, who co-wrote the original, is going to be executive producing, along with Josh Appleborn, Andre Numek, Jeff Pinken, Pinkner, and Nick Hornby. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, interesting. But the big news is the show is no longer going to be on Disney Plus. So it's going to be moving over to Hulu. So that, I think, that, I think that's probably a good thing. Because, so Disney Plus is a, a more family-friendly platform. And Hulu is going to be a more adult-orientated platform. So, you know, I think 
that's a promising thing for the series that it's not just going to be a watered down shell you know that is going to be having adult themes and you know interesting content it's going to be 10 episodes so um yeah we we will see what happens with that um i don't think there's any date of when it's going to be coming i suspect it's going to be next year so yeah there is that and finally um another new marvel uh, tv show is going to be coming to disney plus they're going to be making supposedly supposedly a hawkeye series Jeffrey Renner is attached to star as Clint Barton. But this series is going to be him passing the torch to Kate Bishop, who um, was introduced in Young Avengers. <coughs> so, yeah, that's supposedly happening, you know, uh, which is interesting. You know, because Kate Bishop is a popular character. Uh, and, you know, I, I think with Endgame, we are going to see a lot of changing of the guards. A lot of younger characters coming in. Um, you know, I suspect Lionheart is going to be replacing Iron Man. You know, we're going to be seeing stuff like that. So, yeah. You know, this, this should be... Um, if this is actually going to be happening, this this could be very interesting. And like the other shows that, you know, there's one on Loki, <clears throat> one on the Falcon and Winter Soldier, another on the Vision and Scarlet Witch, you know. These are all going to be produced by Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige. Um, yeah. So, there is that to look forward to. But, you know, hey, it's April. So, that means Endgame is coming. So, um, alright, people. I feel I have talked enough this episode. Um, I'm going to bounce. And, uh, yeah. Going to rest my throat. Hemming and ugh, honey and lemon it up. And hopefully next week... Everything will be um, smooth sailing. But hey, enjoy yourselves. Have fun. And I'll see you next Wednesday. Peace.